had a great childhood and everything, but I'm going to tell you right now, like there was trauma that created limited mindsets, limited beliefs, lack of confidence in myself, anger. Um, I went so far to down to the fact that I never actually could experience my emotions because I locked them down so far inside. I never wanted to feel anything. There's no physical feelings. There's no emotional feelings. You just execute day in and day out. And that's really, really cool, it sounds like, on the surface level, until you realize that we're humans here to mo meant to have an emotional experience. Hello and welcome again to another episode of One Starfish, where our mission is to change the world one person or one starfish at a time. Um, as always, make sure to rate, review, subscribe, share all the things. That's how we get the word out. I'm excited for our guest. I just met this young guy. He's uh, in New York right now, but looking at transitioning into Texas, coming from the uh, construction industry, being a third generation contractor. His dad's still doing it. His grandpa's doing it. He's come from that whole background. Has some epiphanies, looking at getting into real estate now, real estate investing. So having some massive changes, sounds like in the next year, um, which is which is really exciting. So really excited to have this young guy on our podcast. Welcome to the show, Patrick. Thank you so much, Angela. It is an absolute pleasure to be here. Awesome. So let's get into things. What got you into, um, I mean, your parents were in construction and, you know, um, you kind of went down that and then you started your own business. Now, I didn't ask you this before, so I'm curious, did your parents not run a business? Why didn't you take over the family business and why did you decide to start your own two years ago? Yeah, so I was actually in the process of fully taking over my father's business, right? and. I think it's because we're the same person and it happens a lot in family businesses where the younger generation is just as driven as the older, the next, their parents' generation and your visions aren't aligned though. You're in different stages of your life. You want to do different things, especially today with technology. We didn't see eye to eye on many things and where we need to take the company and more importantly, how to get there. So it created some arguments some strife and Ultimately, I decided that it was better to step down in a way rather than lose my father in the process. So you started your own business um, about two years ago, and then lately you've had some epiphanies, and now you're wanting to get into real estate. You're working on that and developing stuff. Tell us a little bit about where you see your where you want things to go in the next five to ten years. Well, it's not where I, it's it's where it's going, and it's real estate investing, um, multifamily syndication, and then also development as well. This allows me to still be the builder that is inside me to create communities, to create this wealth that I'm, I'm really excited about, but do it at a bigger scale, affect more families at more, more than one time, and really expand the impact on this planet that I truly believe that I was put here to do. That's cool. And why do you feel you were put here for that? Yeah. So it's it's a great thing. Great, great question. And I think all of us deep down inside have this belief in us, right? We were born with it. And a lot of times we lose touch with that, right? We lose touch with our dream state, our creator inside of us. Some people are meant to create different things in life. Me, I know since birth, like I'm a builder, right? And I was made to build and create communities, create relationships. And I just have this urge since the beginning to do the big things. And it's not necessarily an ego thing. It's more of like, where does my skills, my talents, my passions collide? And mine is on the big picture and the big vision of bringing all the pieces together, 
all the people together so we can all win together and create this massive dream, this massive vision, and ultimately real structures that create environments for people to be happy. Awesome. And did that come from your family or what, where did that, you know, where did that originate from? Um, well, you know, since, since I've been, you know, a child, I've been playing with Tonka toys, you know, playing in the dirt, building with building blocks, there's cardboard blocks that, you know, three or four, I was that kid. Right. But recently, you know, I think a lot of it is, is understanding and trusting what some people call their intuition. Some people will call their gut, you know, I recently got more in touch with my spirituality. So I'm a Christian and I believe it's literally God's mission for me and why I'm on this planet. And I fully accepted that. Right. And I accept with everything that takes to have to get to become the version of myself that God made me to be. So I'm trusting that and believing that and I'm running with it. And I think when you do that, you you reach true bliss and that's where I'm kind of at today living in it even though I'm in the building blocks and nothing about it is easy. That makes sense. So have your is your family always been into personal development and stuff like that or or when did you get into that? I got into the baby steps of personal development I think when I was 18 18 going on 19 mm-hmm. and I read a book and it's thinking grow rich. And I realized is that even at that age with no guidance, no mentorship, the book really taught me that everything that we need is in between our head. And we can literally think things into existence if we so choose. And that really just unlocked the key. And ever since then, I've been reading books nonstop every single day, educating myself nonstop every day. And I think that every single year that goes by, I doubled down on personal development because I realized that the personal development is the foundation of everything that comes. Like I want my foundation to be so far and wide that there's no toppling. So when the empire is built, it's on stable ground and we can just flourish upward together. That's cool. What, who introduced you to the book or how did you happen to read Think and Grow Rich at 18? I don't know. Like I, I really can't remember that. It's probably somebody, maybe it was a podcast. Maybe it was just like trying to figure out what book to read because I heard reading books was good, but I hated reading um, fictional stories, right? And I wanted to get better. I wanted to grow. I think at 17, the first real book I read actually was uh, a book on the paleo diet. And mm. that's when I kind of got into fitness and nutrition. And then ever since then, it's like, how do I get better? Like this book changed my life. How do I make it even, how do I take the next step? And then it came into the mindset portion of it. I love it. I remember reading Thinking Grow Rich and I was solely lost. First one of the first books, I did not understand it. It did not help me that big. Um, It it is a great book. It's an amazing book. But for me at the first, it was like way too in-depth. Napoleon Hill stuff. I had to get into a lot more personal development before that book made sense. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. So if someone's listening to this and, you know, they're wanting to, to, build a life and, and they, you know, for some reason, this is grabbing them and they want to do more. What are some obstacles that you have to have had to overcome um, that they could be prepared for? And how would you, how would you deal with the, with failures going forward? Um, I think it's really, it's, it always comes back for me personally. And I think everyone that I've heard or spoke to, it always comes back to our past. Right. And usually by the time we're 18 years old, we're already, and I'm going to say it because it, it's usually the mindset that we are teached when we we're growing up is that we're scarred from our past. 
And there's so many things in our past that we've perceived as trauma, right? We perceive trauma. Trauma is a perception, not an actual event. I had a great childhood and everything, but I'm going to tell you right now, like there was trauma that created limited mindsets, limited beliefs, lack of confidence in myself, anger. Um, I went so far to down to the fact that I never actually could experience my emotions because I locked them down so far inside. I never wanted to feel anything. So there was years where I would walk around like a robot, right? And discipline to the point so far that you don't feel anything anymore. There's no physical feelings. There's no emotional feelings. You just execute day in and day out. And that's really, really cool. It sounds like on the surface level until you realize that we're humans here to mo- meant to have an emotional experience. And it just led to this, this cave of almost depression because, or a better way to say it is lack of happiness because you can't feel it. And what have you felt has been the switch? The switch is people in my life. It always comes back to people. The people that help guide us and open the door and carry us through so that we can step into that next journey, right? I think people and being around the right mentors, coaches, whatever you want to call it, friends that can open that door for us and be the teacher, whether it's podcast, whether it's someone physical in your life, that can open that door so we can step in and feel these different things and guide our path to unlocking what's truly inside us, right? And that might be a path of forgiveness. That might be a path of self, self gaining self-confidence. And there's different ways you can do that. But for me personally, it was having the right people in my life. And that has been in the last two years, specifically year of my life where the right people have stepped in and life has just gotten so much better and continues to get better. That's awesome. So as you've gone through that, what are some of the obstacles like with with friends, with family? Have you had a lot of support with friends yes. and family or in order to make new friendships? Normally you have to get rid of friendships because you got to make room yep. um, or limit friendships. Um, what has been some of the obstacles there and how have you dealt with that? I love this question because I'm probably a little bit atypical with this thing, right? And meaning that when I went to college, right? Um, I had like a 72 average. Somehow I got into a good school, West Virginia. And I had this realization that I'm going nowhere in life. And I needed to pick it up. And I wanted to get out of West Virginia because I didn't like the area. I felt like I was in the middle of nowhere. And the only way out of it was up. The only way out of it was taking personal initiative. I went to school for engineering. (laughs) It's not an easy degree to get. So for me, what that meant is that I had to get a 4.0. I had no room for error. So there was no partying on the weekends anymore. There was no partying during the week. There was no hanging out with friends. I had one mission that was school. So that's what I did, right? And through that process, I actually lost all my friends. I had acquaintances. I had peers in my class, but I lost all my high school friends because I didn't want to see them anymore because I didn't want to go out and drink anymore because I pretty much gave up drinking because it got me in trouble. And then... Through the last couple of years, right, I was in no man's land, right? I think uh, Andy Fursell talks about this, Ed talks about this. You're in no man's land when you kind of exit out of your social sphere that you were previously in and the previous your previous self. So you go into no man's land. So I actually entered like a place of personal development very early on of losing everybody. So right now, as I step in, continue to step into my next life, I actually don't lose anybody anymore. I actually attract the right people into my life. Over the last year, I've met the best people I've ever met, good human beings, 
that I want to be around. And quite frankly, I want to adopt some of the characteristics that they have. So that's a friend perspective, right? And I think all of us are going to go into this no man's land, right? And it's painful. It, it's it's tiring. It's hard to understand. But you realize later in life is that you really don't need a lot of people. You, know, you grow up, oh, I have 10, 15 friends. We all, it doesn't matter. You need like one or two good people. And that's all you really need. But really what you need is yourself. And the next step after that is my family. I'm truly blessed because my family, we had some pushback when I won the paleo diet because my parents literally thought I was going to kill myself. It's a hard thing to understand when you change, go from eating fettuccine Alfredo every single night to saying, hey, I'm listening to eat healthy. So that's a hard step to make. But my family's been supportive of me the entire way. I'm like one of the truly rare people where if my maybe they're not 100 percent supportive, but they're like, I don't know what the hell Patrick's doing, but he's going to be okay. Like he, he, I don't get it. I have no clue what he's doing with his real estate investing. I don't know what syndication is, but I, he's going to be okay. Like I, I trust him. Patrick, go do it. It's good for you. Patrick, you want to move? I'm going to miss you, but I know you're going to be okay. Like that's my family's perspective. So that's why I say like, I'm like the Goldilocks in that case. And I'm truly blessed. I really am. Yes. That's awesome. That's very cool. So, um, you know, I love where you're going with all of this. Um, in wrapping up, I always have three final questions that I think probably provide for value because you've kind of reached it. So number one, and then anything that you want to leave our listeners with that you just think is really impactful. Um, number one, what, you know, someone's looking for their purpose. I feel like you feel like you found it. Um, what is one sentence or paragraph that you could say that could help someone find their purpose? I So I I love this question. I listened to your podcast a whole bunch. And I'm sorry, this isn't going to, I'm going to go along a little rant, Okay. just a little rant, because it. I think if you're 30 years old or younger, right, this whole find your purpose, oh, like you need to find your purpose and then you'll work, never work a day in your life. It's all, it's all BS. I'm sorry. Like your purpose is going to change hundred percent and it leads people into this psychological loop where they feel like they're missing out because they haven't found their purpose yet. Right. So what I truly believe is that People should find their mission, especially if you're less than 30. Just find a mission to go on. I'm going to do X, Y, Z, and I'm going to execute for a year or two. And I'm going to achieve this mission that I'm going on, right? And when you reach the end of the mission and you realize it's not the right path, you just transition, right? So what does this mean in reality is go get a job, go do something. Just it's not going to be good. It's not going to always feel great. It doesn't have to. Later on, you find your purpose through action rather than mental searching and this mental you know, circle jerk that you go in trying to find it. So my thing is, how do you find your passion? What do you find your purpose? You just start doing stuff, right? Just keep executing, keep going through your life, find your mission, and eventually you'll find your passion and your purpose within it. And then by the way, it's going to change in five or 10 years because you grow as a person. I love it. Super awesome. Second, second question. Um, What's one quote? Like what's your favorite quote and why? Oof, there's so many great quotes out there. But one that comes to mind. I think there's one that really pushes me and it's it's really abstract. And I don't know who did it, but like I've heard it one time, and it's that I'd rather be dead than average in all categories of my life. There is not one thing in my life that I want to be mediocre at. And if I'm gonna do something and put effort into it, it's gonna be to be the best. Cool. I love that. Third and final question, what's one word or sentence you want on your gravestone? A man who achieved all of what God created him to be. I like that one. 
Awesome. So you run into someone at a coffee shop. They're like, hey, Patrick, that's awesome. You know, hopefully everything going great for you, blah, blah, blah. Um, what's something we didn't touch on that you just think people really need to internalize and think about in order to move their life to whatever level that they feel they want to go to? Yeah, I feel like people don't achieve the level in the life that they want to get to because they don't fully accept and take in what that level needs to be, right? So if you want to go do something, you have to fully accept the requirements to get there, right? And when you accept the requirements, when you stop pushing back on it, when you stop resisting what you have to do and you start leaning into it, there's no more struggle. There's no more fear. There's no more difficulties because you've accepted the journey that you're truly on. And you actually learn to enjoy the sacrifice of building a business, the sacrifice of getting healthy, the sacrifice of getting up working because you fully accepted that this is part of your journey and this is your mission. And once you do that, everything becomes and transcends into bliss. Well, that's super awesome. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, you know, make sure to reach out if you have any questions or any thoughts. I know we're going to have all of Patrick's information in the show notes, all of that kind of good stuff. Um, Let's go out there, guys. Let's change one life or one starfish at a time. If we can change one life or one starfish at a time together, we can change the world. Thanks so much for being on, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me.